Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rumhaven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy, the best cookware by far. And three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. HomeSense, cheer is here. Oh my God, we have survived. After what I can only estimate to be five whole days of wrestling. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long time. It, that, that was a lot of wrestling. That was a lot of wrestling over a five, six day period. Oh my yeah, God. It's, I, it's, it's been a lot. It's uh, many of hours. But alas, we've made it to top five. Uh, finally, after a week of, after all the other wrestling things, you've, we fall upon us to to summarize the week. Uh, so that said, welcome to Top 5, the weekly podcast where we go over our objective top five things that have happened in wrestling this past week, which uh, for those nerds keeping track was August 16th through the uh, 22nd. What a great week in history. Uh, I am your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com senior news producer James McKenna, and with me as always, Mr. Kevin Silva. Kevin, how are you? 
You know, I'm doing okay. I had a root canal two days ago, uh, you know, but I'm feeling okay. Nothing like some loopy pain meds to help you feel better and get through a podcast. Pain meds are fantastic. Not, I'm, I've never been a, <laughs> let's go this direction, never been a recreational user by any means. Sure, absolutely. Um, I just remember the last time I had a root canal done, I accidentally took too many and... Ooh. And a roommate found me like I was in my a dark kitchen <laughs> and they turned the light on and I was like drooling over a bowl of brownie batter. And I was like, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make brownies. And they're like, you're going to go to bed. See, <laughs> I, I was actually even talking about um, how I was telling my manager at work that uh, I could take these pain pills. and like, I don't feel different. I just feel I don't feel a pain. But I just like there's I don't understand drug use in that sense they pretty much uh, last time i had that done they were like oh you want liquid codeine right and i was like i sure because i i'm an idiot i know nothing about medicine right. uh, I'm, the, I'm the person who broke my ankle once and i tied my doc martens really really tight and i was like that will serve as a cast because yeah, that I'm, sounds about right yeah yeah that, that that'll work um so i, was I like, buy oh. that logic yeah, I was like, oh, liquid codeine. I guess this is like pain meds. And then I like, I could have actually read the label, and I was like, oh, a shot of this should work. No, I was dead. That oof, nope. knocked me on my ass. Regardless. On that <laughs> now I know why it's so popular. There you go. Uh, but we have a list. We have a list of five things exactly again this week. Absolutely. And welcome everybody to this lovely special edition of top five <laughs> special edition. Special because it's, it's all about WWE this week. We're, we're keeping it on the home turf because there's a lot of a good things that happened. Edition. Why is it a special edition? You keep saying that special edition. What does that mean? That's all they said about SmackDown last night. It was it's a special edition of SmackDown. Special. This is here on the special edition of SmackDown. The special edition of SmackDown. What was so special? Uh, Rowan got hurt. Uh, that was. They're like, they're like. Well, we have a surprise for you guys. Well, I mean, more than likely, Luke Harper's going to rejoin. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> it was a special edition of SmackDown because of number three, and we're going to get to that very obviously. But Soon. before we do that, we got to start at number five. We don't need three. We need five. Biggie Langston. <laughs> oh, you son of a gun. Look at that. It's a Biggie Langston song quote right there. At I, number five, Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta. Oh, he completed it. He remembered. I always love, like, making up my own field. Like, Sam, Hobbit, India, Earth, <laughs> Lousy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's another one? What's a D one? I don't know. Derek Rose Shield. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, here we go. Uh, we, we have number five, a Shield reunion again. The Shield is back. Are they heels? Who the fuck cares? It's who knows? Who cares? No one I'm can gonna, tell. I'm very confused because obviously Seth's a face, and Dean came back to help Seth. A face move. Roman has been the guy, and he's, just, he's like, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm just the guy. But he's supposed to be a face. And Braun Strowman, a face. And 
now are we are we supposed to believe that Ron is now the bad guy here? I don't. Is he got attacked by by three guys? Well, I'm very intrigued. So the biggie to me on this storyline now is what dynamics is everything going to play into this? Is one of the shield guys going to be like, I listen, this is pretty fucked up. Like, I feel like if two of the guys turned it, like say Dean and Roman turned heel and Seth was like, this is fucked. This is too fucked up. Even for me, like we need to stop. Opposite of last time. Yeah. Like really break off that. Or like maybe, you know, Dean will finally freak out and be like, no, fuck this. Like (laughs) you guys are being wusses. We need to kill this guy. Um, there's a lot of different dynamics you can play off with the shield going into Strowman. On top of that, I mean, we now have an answer to the kind of very interesting question of, well, what the fuck is Strowman going to do now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. Everyone just kind of was like, this is a boring storyline with Strowman having the case. It was overwhelmingly boring. I was sleeping during most of it. Because it's like you just have this guy who's on autopilot. And you're like, okay. And I liked the little thing of like, okay, I'm only going to cash it in when you're staring at me. Like, I'm not going to do it behind your back. I'm not going to hit you with the case. Like, you're going to watch me when I do this, which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely uh, interesting because, uh, again, like you were saying, it's kind of a boring uh, boring storyline having Braun with, the, with a briefcase because he doesn't need it. He's Braun Strowman. Yeah. He's a monster. He's a monster among men. Uh, Kevin Owens makes more made more sense to have a briefcase. Um, he's a shitty little heel, and uh, it just it makes it's so fun when a heel has a briefcase. It really is. It really, um, well, just as far as like how storylines can actually go with that company, um, right. there's just a lot more pathways with it. Yeah, like, there's a lot more pathways. And you know, if you're a heel, you're just you're supposed to be this person who takes the shortcut. And ultimately that's what a money in the bank briefcase is led to believe to be a kind of a shortcut. So, uh, I mean, the way Braun's approaching it is trying to cut that out, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very confusing with what's going on here. I've always been very intrigued because they are kind of skipping over the like piece in history where you can cash it in for it. Like, you know, you look at, like, say, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam did that in advance and was like, I'm cashing it in for this date. So, like, we right, have a match right. then. Um, and it, I, I don't know if that's something that they're pretending it only happened once or maybe, like, now it's just like, no, when you cash it in, that's when the match happens. Like, you can't, like, reserve a date in fucking advance or something. Uh, I mean, maybe I mean, maybe that's, I mean, hey, maybe the, guy's, the guy just wants to do that. Maybe he just doesn't want to Give the maybe maybe still even though saying that I'm gonna do it in front of your face, it's uh it feels better than being like I'm not gonna stab you in the back with it. But at the same time, I want you to be worn down. Yeah, I mean it, very definitely. But at the same time, it is Braun Strowman. If they could give any guy the I'm going to do this while you're just standing there and you can't stop me, it would be him. Uh, yeah, and, and the crowd would lose it if they did that on Roman. I. You know, maybe we're just fucking teasing ourselves again with the idea that Roman might go heel or you're like, maybe he's going to change something. I, I personally don't think he will. I don't think the shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so either. I think, I mean, ultimately what we were all waiting for is that we, we really assumed that Dean was going to turn on Seth on Sunday. That's what everyone thought. And then it was kind of surprising. Then 
kind of it made the match that match ultimately made no sense, and there's no reason for Dean to be there if he didn't turn on Seth. And so it just came, kind of felt like, uh, okay, that's kind of a bland ending to that story. But at the same time, uh, I mean, it, maybe this is we're reserving the Dean turn later on. So. Yeah, very definitely could. I'm I'm holding out hope. It's going to be an interesting month or two with this storyline to see what they decide to do going towards Hell in a Cell, uh, being that's the next one in... Is in that three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Jesus Christ. Yes. So goddamn close. We went We went from, like, no, pay, no pay-per-views to, like, that, you know, we're getting all that big break between pay-per-views to three weeks till that, and then we have two pay-per-views in October. Yeah. We got the Australian Super Show, which is going to be fucking hysterical. It's so, it's so, it's such an over glorified house show. It's insane. I can't wait for Greatest Royal Rumble too. This is, I, I love all the shenanigans. I this think they should great. find uh, they should find another country to have the greatest balls of fire. Oh well, that's the thing. It's just like okay, we have the Greatest Royal Rumble. Can we get a Greatest Survivor Series and like teams of twenty, like? <laughs> <laughs> the first ever 20 versus 20 Survivor Series match. Oh my god. What the fuck? That would be start, incredible. I, I'm pretty sure I would stop. I would start crying tears, like bloody tears. Just like halfway through that match. Like, my tears are blood now. Ah. Yep. That's that's what happens when you watch that for that long. Uh, the greatest Hell in a Cell. A Hell in a Cell that's made... <laughs> Five miles long, the greatest elimination chamber. Fifty guys, one oh giant God. chamber with fifty pods. Or uh, just like the greatest hell in a cell. It actually takes place in hell. We found uh, it. They already just, had one. They already had a pay per view in Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh I, I was in the shout out Bakersfield, California, but hey. Oh well, Van Nuys, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Actually, if there's any part of California that I would consider hell, it would definitely be San Jose. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, San Jose's better now. Is it? It is. I define better. I feel better is like, hey, we put a coat of paint on things and three less like people it's, die. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice, charming suburbia town. I don't know. Sorry if anyone from San Jose listens to this. I, I did not have pleasurable experiences in your city. I have, great, I have I have best friends in San Jose, so I enjoy it. Oh, there we go. Good for you. And they have Ike's, so any place that has Ike's sandwiches is good by me. I do love me some Ike's sandwiches. That one, quality, quality sandwiches. <laughs> Dutch crunch bread. Fantastic. I have some Dutch crunch in my fridge right now, waiting for a nice sandwich to be made. You goddamn tease. That's all. <laughs> I, dem- <laughs> I demand that be mailed to me right now. No. But um, but we, we do have uh, the Shield reunion, number five. I mean, I feel like we said uh, what we can about it. We're, we're, we're expecting the, the Wyatts to team up against against the uh, Shield, right? I mean, that's a given at this point. Are they? Dude, that's a given. Come on. How? The Wyatts? I we're mean... Matt, Matt Hardy is pretty much done with in-ring competition in WWE, supposedly. So Bray has nothing to do. R- Rowan's injured, so that means leaves Harper. They dropped the titles because of Rowan's injury. And so 
what are they going to do? I mean, obviously, if you have three guys, Ray sent out that tweet today. Uh, it just makes, or yesterday, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It does. I know. I don't. I don't want it to happen because I feel like at least somewhat Luke Harper has somewhat moved on a little bit, even though it was just kind of the same character with different stupid outfit. That's the thing. The shield is like, okay, all these guys have been like the same character, more or less. So like Seth was an asshole for a while. That was the character change. Um, and the Wyatts have gone in insanely different direction. So having them all like randomly team up again would be, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I, I'd be willing to see where it goes. I'm, 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 I would, ho- I would be more inclined to see that than like them just toss like, all right, Braun needs a teammate, so here's Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. Oh, don't tease me. Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman on one team. <laughs> are we talking about Strowman. Robert Franklin, Waterfall Lashley? Oh, we are. Oh, we are. The God. Love yes, it. So the, tri- the Triple B team, uh, Braun, <laughs> Balor, and Bobby. Ooh, Triple B. The B stands for bestest. Bestest team. That would be good. By the way, the B, they're not on our list, and it makes me sad, but B-Team was so good this week. Like, oh, everything they did in the past 48 hours was fantastic. I can't endorse them. It's that song. That song makes me <laughs> sad. But them in the back doing the B-Team, B-Team, go, go, go to The Miz, it made me like it a little bit at that point. I, I'm still on the negative side. I, I don't like it, but it made me enjoy it a little bit. Uh, true. Okay. Regardless, as we were talking about earlier, with Braun in the briefcase and facing off against his opponent and making sure that he wants to face him, that brings us to number four. That does bring us to number four. Uh, and number four, number four is a good one. I'm, you know, at the end of SummerSlam, <laughs> it's my favorite thing because you walk into the main event and you sit, you sit back and you're like, okay. I'm ready for people to get trashed. We, we've, like, we've seen this story. We've seen this movie. We know how this goes. We know how the, the crowd will get. Braun comes out and pretty much says, I'm going to wait to cash in. Uh, and then they fuck over Braun's no. cash in and ensure no. no one can boo throughout the match. No, Braun comes in and goes, I'm going to be here to make sure that you guys don't boo. Because how are you going to boo me? Because you love me. <laughs> it was so good. It was it's brilliant. It, it's honestly uh, just uh, whoever booked that, uh, it's whoever in the back, the, whatever agent was doing it, whether it was uh, Dean Malenko or Hunter, or if it was it was Michael PSAs, whoever booked that was uh, is a genius because I, that's the only way. To stop people from booing and shitting on that match. Admittedly, here's the thing. I am half and half on it. It's on the list because I'm I do appreciate what they did at such a big event. And you luckily you bend to to my whims. There is a part of me that is angry with it being like, hey, this is your second biggest event. And you essentially used a ploy to get people to stop booing. That's that's an issue. That makes that's that's what makes a genius. No, that's an issue. Oh, it absolutely is. It's an issue for sure. But at the same time, like if you're going to run with it, might as well do something. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's on the list for me is just because 
it is something that it takes balls to do something like that, to sit back because that's them pretty much out loud saying, sorry, this is not going to be the entertain. Like this is not going to be as entertaining as any of you want it to be. And you know what? I mean, it was the same moves, which is, which is okay, so the crazy thing about these matches with, with uh, Brock and Roman to me is that Roman could do, he's, he, he has more moves than two. Yeah, and that's the thing is like Roman has some some artillery there. He's a young guy; he's constantly learning. But Brock, he has essentially two moves: uh, a, a, a various amount of suplexes and an F five, and the Kimura lock. But yeah. when he's facing Roman, Roman just transgresses down to like doing two or three moves himself. He doesn't even do the drive the drive by. He doesn't even try doing anything like that. He just kind of just sticks it to a spear and a Superman punch. And maybe if he could get it going, his one arm uh, power bomb. That's about it. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes it that much more boring. It does. Um, but it, again, it takes balls to actually sit back and be like, Hey, this match is going to be in neutral and just revving its engine a lot. Um, thank you for watching. Here's Braun Strowman. Now I will say, I did pop uh, like a son of a bitch when uh, Brock was just beating down Braun with a case and then tossed it the entire mm-hmm. length of the ramp. I thought I thought he pulled a Gargano. So at Takeover, if you notice, Gargano kicks that that crutch. I I was I was there, and that was that definitely the- shot into the crowd, right? Oh, one hundred percent. A lucky fan got a souvenir. It was in the crazy. fucking face, maybe, but like I mean. That was terrifying. I'm sure you even see like Johnny's face go like, "Oh shit!" But I mean, that was Sam, that was Sammy Callahan bat territory, which I oh, oh yeah, I, love, I that was something when that happened. I brought that up to friends uh, that I was like, "Ooh, that's the fucking Sammy Callahan bat territory," and no one had seen it. And I had played I played the Sammy Callahan bat clip, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right? Oh and no! So, so that happens, and then. Rock throws that briefcase, and I, I was sure as hell that that th- went into the crowd, and then I'm like, Brock doesn't care. I, but you, they think it went into the crowd. Not only did it make a straight line down straight the ramp, he, he threw, bro- a, he threw a fastball, he threw a strike, baby. He broke the back. He broke the video board. Dude, he shattered it. It was amazing. The only thing, all I could think of when that happened was the Parks and Rec blooper where uh, Andy Dwyer steals the briefcase and then Rob Lowe's like, put it back. And he's like, okay. And he whips it over the counter and he smashes a light socket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, I, it was, that was masterful. It was, it was insane. Uh, Brock definitely intended for it to go into the crowd. He actually missed, and he made it to the top of the ramp. I can almost be certain of that. It but was it's a, an incredible feat of strength by everyone to kill somebody. A large tank of a human. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I think again, going back to the original thing of number four, the original subject. They were, did a smart thing by bringing out Braun, whether we liked the outcome or not, whether we enjoyed them using Braun as a, as a ploy. Uh, it, was, it was smart booking. And, uh, and the, the crowd at, at, you know, at, 
at the event didn't know that the show was ending when it ended. So yeah, that was they didn't know when to start booing. You know, an impressive feat to say the least. It was because <laughs> the fun part about that was everyone was sitting at home being like, "Well, is Braun going to cash in?" And then Braun was still on the ground, and we we're all like, "Wait, they're just gonna they're ending." Oh my god, they're ending. Oh yeah, and it's, it almost felt like they were like, "All right, let's get this, let's put that, put that uh, trademark up there. Let's get the hell out of here, guys." Which I love, just because for WWE it's become a weird death knell that the show's ending, but for NXT that's like, the, "Oh no, no, no!" After credit scene time. Well, actually, and that that's funny because in NXT this time when that popped up, I was like, "Oh no, Gargano's worst enemy, worse than Champa, is that trademark yeah. spot," but. Uh, they ended the show actually at that time, and I was I was shocked. I was I, like, well, I haven't um, gone back and watched it. How many times did Champa come out? I think it might have been just that one, and then when they ended, because oh. he started walking towards him, and then he stopped, and that's when they they cut it. So uh, there was no. It, it kind of felt like he was in the come, and then they and expected you to feel like there was the end credits, but there wasn't. Oh. So for the live crowd. Uh, Ciampa did that three goddamn times and it was great. <laughs> the third time, uh, I was crying laughing. That was a fantastic. And she just kept going back to that well and being like, yep, goodbye, everyone. It was fantastic. Holy oh, shit. But you know what? Uh, you know what else is fantastic? Number three. Number, oh, I'm so excited about number three. It, uh, please know it's it's partially ironic, partially unironic because I legitimately yeah. really like Brie Bella as a I'm human a, being and as I'm a performer. So, I'm so with you on this because I think that she is one of the worst performers that WWE has ever had. Uh, that should have that should have been better. But that here's the, the thing: time and- it kind of loops back into just being enjoyable. Like, this isn't, like, an Eva Marie-esque, like, oh, you're just bad. It's kind of like, it oh, kind, you kind hit of, it. No, it kind of is. But I'll have to disagree with you on that. Because Nikki took the time to, like, learn her craft, at least, and got better. Brie just was kind of like, eh, well, I'll just write it out. God, but, I love Brie. So good. But, Go, let's start from the top of why why she's why she's on this list. Well, I mean, it's the only match uh, announced for Hell in a Cell so far. Uh, they announced it on SmackDown. Uh, it's going to be Miz and Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and the return of one Brie Bella. James, um, how did we get here? How did we get to this moment? How do we how do we get here? Brie punched get Miz in the face. Got, okay, so Miz was talking some shit. As always, he he's saying that he's retiring from Daniel Bryan. So he was retiring from Daniel Bryan. That these are Daniel all Bryan, relevant facts. All you need no, to no, know no, is Brie no, Bella no. eventually comes out and punches Miz in the face, and it is the greatest goddamn thing. Okay, we just go, fine. We'll skip. We'll skip the stuff. Okay, let's. Everyone so knows the storyline. We talked about the storyline in depth last week. We know the storyline. We know the players. There's a new player, and her name is Brie Bella, and she punched Miz in the face. This I, so here's the, here's what my thing with Brie Bella is that everything that she's done, so she's never been believable. <laughs> Brie Bella's never been believable. She she turned 
would you say she... would you say she is believable? No, I wouldn't. Fuck you, though. Um, <laughs> but I'm going. Um, I'm going to give you the same torch that you give me on a daily basis. This is what's going fair, to happen. That's fair. Uh, she turned a catchphrase that she uses when she gets drunk on Total Divas and then now Total Bellas to as something that she yells in the ring when she goes to kick somebody. But um, and she's never been a believable wrestler ever. But when she made that, when she connected with that punch, and when she started beating down on the Miz, it was the most believable I've ever seen Brie Bella ever, ever in her entire career. Oh, easily. And it felt good because she was there, just pissed off that this guy had been talking shit to my husband. And I, I like the fact that she also ran to the ring and just kind of ignored Daniel, gave him a nod, and yeah. just ran into the ring. I was like, "Fuck this, I'm going." <laughs> like punch her, punch her feet on him. Like you said, it wasn't like normally like they come down, there's a big like pomp and circumstance, they nod to each other, they both get in the ring, <clears throat> right. a slap. No, Brie Bella hauled ass down the ramp and then punched Miz in the face. That is fantastic. Well, especially as like that is what Brian has been saying he wants to do forever and definitely has not in context of like just randomly punching him in the face. Um, right, right. Whereas Brie Bella is one for one on these moments. So, <laughs> Brie Bella, uh, the most efficient superstar in that locker room right now. I, as a it goal, a, does it? It was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm 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 actually looking forward to this match because it it just tells us one thing: Daniel Bryan is extending his contract. It tells us that if not for, I mean, it could be a short extension, but it seems like it's going to be something longer than I, that. I hate using this term, but I love all the goddamn marks online being like, he's going to Ring of Honor. They're not no. paying him that money. No, no one's can't paying him WWE money. This Jesus man has Christ. a family. He has a, uh, he has a child. He's going to, if WWE wants him, he's going to sign that contract. That's all, a, that, that's all it comes down to. He has a child and a company that wants to wor- make him work the safest way possible. Oh, he's yeah, not absolutely. leaving. So, I mean, Jesus. it builds up this match, and it, it doesn't take us away from Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. It just adds and extends the storyline, and it potentially gives us what we were saying last week, where we could potentially go a three, three one-on-one matches and leading up to the, the climax and the, and the rubber match and, and WrestleMania, well, which I would love. Well, now I'm intrigued strictly because... Uh, WWE obviously doesn't shy away from obvious storytelling and occasionally, you know, some swerves. Um, so they announced not only this, but greatest Royal, not Jesus, greatest Royal rumble, uh, the Australian super show, uh, Miz versus Brian for a title match. Um, and I'm hoping Miz goes three and O like that would be a great start. And at the rumble hat, like really just cash in that title, give him the title and have Brian win the rumble. And then have be like, oh, that collision course is happening. Love it, dude. Okay, you just <laughs> you you scared me in like goosebumps right now. That 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 booking is brilliant. I love, and that. it's why I, it will like, never happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's the thing. It's like whenever there's like because Ryan's done it to me over these over the past few years, giving me this idea that he's got about booking for a show, and I get excited, and then it never happens because. Why would it happen the way that it should happen? 
<laughs> yeah, I, it, it definitely – my thing is it definitely could. They know what they have with Brian back. They know that they have someone who can sell tickets, who is exciting. Um, I don't know. Obviously, just, obviously they, again, like you said, this is a company that wants to have them work safe. And who better than one of the safest wrestlers that's been with the company that's gone uninjured, The Miz? Yeah. It's the perfect pairing in the situation. It, it really makes is. sense storyline-wise. It makes sense money-wise. It makes sense as far as the fans go. It makes sense with with safety. It all just it's perfect. I like it. I like it a lot. I would actually even really enjoy them to extend this to Evolution and have Brie versus Maurice in a one-on-one match. That I didn't even think of that. That would be great. What a, what an add-on that would be. Do the whole reverse yeah. thing. That would be fantastic, which is coming up, what, October? So you got – you could technically have Team Miz go 4-0 on that one, which is yeah. great. So no complaints I mean, on I'm my end. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm in. I sign off on it. That it gets my check mark of approval. I'm giving that. <laughs> it's the only theme song I use in any WWE game. <laughs> If I have a choice of theme song, it is 100% Brie mode. My uh, my little brother, I remember he would, um, one of his, I forget which game it was, it was a few years back, but he would have the Undertaker wearing an all bright pink version of his outfit. Yes. So was, and everything was bright pink. He'd come out to the Brie Bella Brie mode theme song, and he would have a chocolate uh, arena. Like the arena was made of chocolate. <laughs> I, was, I was 100% with you until that. No, it's all awful. I, hate it. I, hate I was it. like, okay, hey, Undertaker in that uniform. Fantastic. Brie mode. Great. Chocolate arena. What? Yeah, really weird. So, yeah, that's <laughs> shout out to my 13 year old little brother for being the weirdest kid possible. Just a fucking weirdo. Jesus Christ. He was a pure freak. Just, it's, we're fighting at velocity. That's where that match but, uh, is going to happen. It makes, makes sense that we're, we're both. We're related I, to each other. I am very happy that Velocity is going to be in the new game. That, to me, makes me very happy. Why? Because Velocity. Because <laughs> it makes... There's no reason for it. I I love every trash show that, like, WWE or <laughs> WCW has ever done. I've wanted Thunder to be a set for so long now. Oh, them coming out of the little corner and everything. <laughs> Just a really trashy TBS logo in the corner. Was it TBS or TNT? It was on TNT, right? Yeah. <laughs> TBS, I think. Oh, it was TBS. Yeah, it was TBS. Oh, so good. Just such a wonderful half hour of nothingness. It was like Buff Bagwell versus fucking Glacier. Glacier. Yeah. <laughs> two gods you know of the what? ring. You know what? That brings us to numero two. We're, we're going to going to Saturday night rather than any other day of this week. That's takeover. I so let me preface this with uh, it, it's amazing being there for like both of these moments because a lot of people uh, as soon as you see this I know when I saw it uh, my mind harkens back to the Shelton Benjamin Shawn Michaels kick there, that's exactly what they're doing and which, I love it. which uh, fun fact I was there that was in Boston <laughs> that was a Gold Rush tournament um, J- James you prefaced it with the fact that you're at both events calm down yes, we already heard you I know. Um, but 
with this one, uh, what we're leaning into is uh, Adam Cole kicking Ricochet in the fucking neck. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> so, TakeOver as a whole, I, I kind of wanted to make TakeOver as a whole a, a pick, but I, when you, I saw what you proposed as the list spot, I was like, no, this is... It's, this is the moment. This is it's a, impossible this is. to do the entire because the entire thing is fantastic. Do not get me wrong. Oh yeah, uh, take over. They, they're they're all they're better than a thousand. They're they're yeah. they've got a great thing going with their takeover shows. But there's moments. And that said, those moments. This is an all time clip. Like this is something that is going to be in video packages for the next. Like when did that happen? Like 2002 with uh Michael's Benjamin. Right, right, right. Like 2002, and in 2018, we're still like enamored by it. This, I watch it. I watch it often. I, I, yeah. I, I watch it often because it's just such a beautiful thing. <laughs> and like, even if you, you go back in history and you look at that one, and you're like, okay, it's visually stunning, but it's fucking stupid. <clears throat> like, it's right. essentially Shelton to be like, oh, I'm jumping and then getting kicked. Uh, I, like, I love this one because it was like an actual move. <laughs> Right. This actually made sense. Yeah. There is, it wasn't Christian jumping off the top rope, like, just with his head first into an RKO. Like, that's not what it was. This was something that Ricochet normally does, and he went for it onto the attack, and Adam Cole was there with a counter, and Adam Cole, baby, with a super kick to Ricochet's fucking neck. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, just can find it like go online type type some words in and then it will show up go to a a total divas episode uh uh twitter account that that twitter account that does all the gifts go to that account and you will find it because it's magnificent and just watch it on loop just sit there and watch it 30 times in a row and be like jesus christ this exists um yeah it's 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 truly wild yeah it, it, there's not much to say else to say besides just an all-time great clip like this is something it, for the next 30 years they're going to be putting in packages and being like this, this happened here you remember this forever it is a moment that made sense it, it looked brutal as hell it made you go oh ricochet is dead <laughs> this is this is this is what kills ricochet and the yeah. thing that's fun about it is that, like, I've seen I've seen a variation of this happen to Ricochet at a PWG show, but I I don't know. There was something about it at that moment, the timing, the stage that it was on, everything about it made it perfect, and it made it that much more cooler than what anything I could have saw in person, even. There's definitely going to be some naysayers online who sit back and then be like, this did not mean as much because it didn't win the match. And to you, I say, fuck off. Because um, that match was brilliant. That was a that match was incredible. Match. Everything and, about it just sold. It was just incredible to watch. Everything was crisp. It hit. The story was told perfectly. It wasn't, there wasn't a negative thing I could look back and be like, that what did Meltzer rate it? I'm assuming he did 4.5 because it wasn't in the fucking Tokyo Dome. Um, I don't care. I mean, he probably thought that Ricochet looked fat. Who knows? Fuck d- that guy. Uh, Sorry, my bad. Jesus. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, I have always I've been waiting for Adam Cole to co- kind of come out of his shell. I feel like he's carries he's got the charisma thing down. There's no doubt about that. But there's something about his in ring work since he got signed. 
that just felt a little lacking. And it was him trying to find himself. And I feel like his last two takeovers and, and the run in between that, he's really found his stride and he knows what he's there to do. And I feel like this is one of those matches that will define Adam's Cole NXT career because it felt comfortable. I, I feel like it might define a lot of his WWE career outside NXT. Sure, absolutely. Like that is, they obviously already felt comfortable enough during uh, the Rumble to bring him up, um, <clears throat> right. and they had him do that guest spot there, and that got enough of a pop as is. I feel like this really solidified, like, hey, you could bring up Undisputed Era and really make a mark. Um, because you know, like they keep bringing up teams like Sanity, and I hate hate to say it like this, but they, they do nothing. They sit there and they tread and it, they want them to be more interesting and it just never happens. And I wish it did. Like, I love Sanity, but at the yeah. end of the day, it's just another, like, you have the Wyatts, you have the Shield. You have these groups that are like, okay, like, you guys are similar enough, I guess. Like, what to actually do with them. Um, but I love the Undisputed Era. Like, everything they do is just quality. There's not a bad match they've had in the company yet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to see what they do with them, and I I, uh, I feel like those guys know enough to follow the lead, but at the same time make things their own. And uh, if they when once they get to the main roster, I feel like they're in good hands. Oh, entirely. I fully believe that. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's number two. I, it's it's hard to oversell it um, or sell it more than we already have. It is a clip that you should watch. Uh, Adam Cole kicking Ricochet in the fucking neck. I'm pretty sure if you type that in, <laughs> it will pop up with the exact gif and just saying, yeah. James is right. Watch this. And then that's how Google works, right? Yeah, that is how it works. I've noticed. I know the internet. Um, before we get to number one, as always, uh, dishonorable mentions. Things from the week past we may not have liked so much. Kevin. What, what, how about you? What is, what is your dishonorable mention? I don't know. Is that a safe okay. thing? Is that a All bad right, thing? Right. It, I'll, I'll, here's what I'll say. is My dishonorable mention is that as much as I enjoyed number four and what they did with with what, what, with that program and, and bringing out Braun Strowman and how I think it's genius booking in that sense, the booking of a squash match against Kevin Owens was a terrible payoff for what we've been actually yeah. for this. Sorry. With this. So I, I had to watch at least 80 hours of wrestling and I kind of got burned on some of the things I saw. I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. It just Christ feels like we had this long drawn out rivalry. This, these brutal things that happened to Kevin Owens and it's just to finish with Kevin Owens being squashed in like two and a half minutes. And it just, uh, I get it. You needed a fresh Braun Strowman to to come out and be believable to take the title if he cashed in. But at the same time, you really just sacrificed story and a, a great talent with Kevin Owens for the night because you needed to make Br- Roman look good. That's yeah. all. all <laughs> that's all it really comes down to is that that Kevin Owens became the martyr to make sure that Bro- that that. Roman Reigns look good. I love the idea that these puzzle pieces all shift around so Roman can look strong as hell. Be strong, boy. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's right. real. It's, Roman's a strong. Now, here's the thing, and I I need to make an apology for last week's dishonorable mention. 
uh, on my end because I'm going to make an honorable mention, and you're gonna you're gonna pick on me because I oh know. an honorable mention. Oh, James, this whole podcast is honorable mention. It is. I know. I'm I'm breaking pre- breaking protocol here, but the only reason I'm doing it is because I uh, pissed on it way too heavily last week, uh, and that is the AJ Styles Samoa Joe. You're a bad father storyline. That's now just fucking hysterical. Um, <laughs> it it has gone past like this is kind of weird to just I, I love that Samoa Joe's entire angle is you're an unfit father. It's great. You're a bad dad. It's reminding me a lot of the old like Eddie Guerrero Dominic storylines, and I really oh, yeah, hope yeah. Samoa Joe just lobbies for adoption. This is gonna be great. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> So it's a dishonorable. Me- it's an honorable mention, but with a purpose because I'm apologizing for last week, saying it was my dishonorable. It's not. It's back and honorable, and I admire <laughs> them. <laughs> but well, again, my well, dishonorable well, mention. I agree with you. Uh, that would 100% be Kevin Owens because, uh, god damn it, he is too good of a talent for them to just be like, "Oh, you're a squash match tonight." Like no. <laughs> like, especially, especially on a card where. You have this long, drawn-out hours upon hours of show where you had three squash matches. Yeah. I understand you, you need three to, squash matches. Like, I understand you need to save time, but also maybe don't have as many matches. Like, right, right. You, maybe have 11. Like, show them on Raw. I don't know. I mean, I don't granted, know. If, 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 this, if that led to some, you know, a new direction for Finn Balor, sure, great. I get it. He brought it up the demon. It looked kind of cool. But at the same time, that match could have easily been on a pre-show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's the thing with the demon is you just kind of look at it and you're like, okay, cool. I- I'm glad the demon still exists. I don't know why you brought him out here, but good, good for you. Good times. I know. With that head- headdress, it just feels like he's ready for a burning man. That's all I know. That's all I know. <laughs> I, d- I do like the idea that anytime he shows up, he's just like, I was in the desert. <laughs> I've, been, I've been having nothing but <laughs> Molly and Mountain Dew for four days. I'm he's, ready like, to fight. He's, like, he's like, what pain are you guys talking about? Oh, shit. Peyote's crazy. That, that's the demon character, everyone. Yeah. It's <laughs> a mythos behind it. He's just a Burning Man character who's just angry that he left. Yeah. Always wants to be in the desert. Um, just not be naked, man. <laughs> Christ. Well, that leads us to number one. One. And one, I, I think, is very well earned. Um, Ryan will probably get angry at it because people online have been getting angry at it. But say la vie. Uh, Becky Lynch is severely pissed off. Cheer her endlessly. This is, I love it so much. So I, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as Ooh. excited about Ooh. I'm not as excited about this number one here's the reason I love Becky Lynch I think she's wonderful I think she she's a great talent and you're angry uh, she has an actual storyline now I I don't know I just, there's something about like characters in this sense that don't it, it just felt like the normal I expected her to come out and be like oh none of you believed in me you guys just cheer on the other person, when you guys say that you like me, but it's it's a normal heel turn. If you're a really good baby face, make that heel turn, you blame the audience. I get it. I get it. But yeah. at the same time, uh, I, I do I do like her her fire. I think that Becky 
looks like an evil, evil monster when she's getting pulled, that pulled away. fucking glare. That glare from the ramp of just like, I'm going to kill your children. Well, you don't have great. children, I'm going to I'll kill your children. I'll make you have children, and then I'll kill your children. That way. Um, she she looks fucking mean, which is great because that's what that character is needed. I'm really hoping they go a more anti-hero route. I think right. that's safe to say, um, just because he, like going straight baddie on this is not going to make a lot of sense. But here's little, the thing: is that they are going to go straight baddie, and you know why? Because when you do a pull apart, and if you have a, a mixed bag of of talent coming from the backstage, if you got the mixed Peels and faces peeling you off, then then there's there's room to breathe there. But when you have clearly all the all the heels pulling one person off and all the faces pulling off the other person, the other person's clearly a heel. They're just whereas sure yes, definitely because antiheroes at the end of the day have more heelish tendencies than anything else. I'm really hoping they do not shoehorn her in and be like, oh well. Now you're in tag matches all the time. That would be the worst. I would be so here's, angry here's, with that. Here's Becky Lynch with, with Mandy and, and Sonya. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. hey, like we are the new Riot Squad or Absolution, whatever the fuck they were. Um, like, no. Like, I want heels to come up to her and be like, hey, like, you hate Charlotte. I hate Charlotte. And Becky's like, if you touch me, I will murder you. Yeah, like, I, I, want I, her, I want her to hate the world. I think you want you want you want her to be end of TNA run AJ Styles or or Crow Sting. What Crow uh, Sting? Yeah, Sting. End of TNA AJ Styles is not a fucking thing I know. Okay, well he was like alone. He was like a lone wolf at that, and he he grew his hair a little shaggier, and he. Oh, came we're, out ta- with a we're, we're talking about like right. Pre Bullet Club styles, right, right before he left the company. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that like it, just him looking like a fucking scruff all the time, and right, looking real sad, and then like beating the shit out of everybody. Love it. Okay, um, but it's interesting. It's one of those things where I like obviously the crowd. You know, thank you, thank you, Brooklyn, for not having it because uh, they were just like, yeah, no, she deserved it. Like. <laughs> Homegirls definitely turned her back on you multiple times. Like you, yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> um, I I do constantly forget that WWE forgets that we've remembered the past. Yeah, <laughs> like, and there's a thing that Ryan said uh, in uh, earlier to me that uh, he's just annoyed by the fact that uh, that people keep on saying that that Becky Lynch constantly gets massive pops and. And I don't think that's true either. It's she doesn't. She doesn't get massive pops. She she gets a good reaction, and the best reaction she got was on Sunday. And she, she gets massive pops when they allow her to do what she needs to do. Other than that, them. the crowd's really is kind of lukewarm on her. I feel. Uh, but you could say that about just about anyone in the women's division. Sure. I mean, like. Well, I, and I don't mean for that to sound calloused. I, I I hate the fact that most reactions are like that. Um, people like Charlotte come out, and it's not like this grandiose reaction. Like, you have to wait for a fucking, like, Lita or Trish Stratus to show up to, like, have some goddamn emotion. Uh, or, you know, uh, you know, you could bring Oscar back to TV or a pay-per-view once in a while. Yeah, you, you know, fuck it. 
Because her losing her streak wasn't the worst fucking idea possible now that we're looking back on it. So dumb. It had no purpose. Um, looking back on it now, that was the worst idea. And she's been off TV. She came out for a pull apart. And that's the only thing we've seen about her. She's Ty Dillinger now. Ah. Do not insult the great Ty Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Oscar to be doing the 10 count and <laughs> 10, 10, uh, 10 great times. Uh, but no, it's, it's definitely something where they can, there's some opportunities. And if they don't see that, or I mean, the next few weeks are going to play a lot into it. It a lot kind of boils down to the, we were talking about crowd reactions. We're only literally what four days into this. Um, these reactions could become a lot more visceral very quickly. And it might become very apparent to people that you have a Daniel Bryan-esque anti-hero situation that you can pull in the women's division with a WrestleMania run coming up. It's not out of, not out of, you know, the realm of possibilities that this could happen. Do I have faith that it would happen? No, not in the slightest. Uh, it's me throwing out wishful thinking into the ether and hoping enough good karma has been deposited that it happens. I don't know. I mean, I mean, from the house show that they already had, it seems like Becky's just you know attacking Charlotte whenever she gets the opportunity. So. Which is great, but again, remember, we're four days into it. Uh, there's a lot of ways, you know, next week we're going to have a much clearer picture as to where it, Hell in a Cell. Like, that could be Hell in a Cell, women's Hell in a Cell 2, which is Becky Charlotte, which would be fucking incredible, right? Look, look, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say this. My heart and my mind are open to it, James. Let's see where it leads us. I'm going to argue my way into that heart. Um, but <laughs> no, but like Becky Charlotte in a Hell in a Cell, would that not be an incredible match? That'd be amazing. I, I that'd be phenomenal. Uh, she she puts a disarmor on through the cage or like using the, the cage against her, that'd be that'd be fantastic. And the argument my argument mentally is at that point, if Becky gets cheered, what do you do? What is there to do at that point? Like, do you just keep, do you Romanize her? Like, I'm not saying Roman, like, obviously that's a bit, a bit severe. Like we need four years of Becky consistently getting booked in high profile matches for this to happen. Um, but do you just keep going in that direction and be like, no, the crowd will come around. Or do you realize that she's getting those pops and actually sell into it more? I, it's me thinking off the cuff, but like, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of ways you can go with it. I still think that the old man has it. You know, Vince McMahon knows knows most of the time what he's doing. Um, but I feel that once he has his mind set for something, he's not going to let go of that for a while, at least. And so I don't see him giving up on and changing her, her character to appease the fans. I, I don't see that happening. I'm not necessarily saying appease, but more so the whole anti-hero thing of just like, fuck everyone. It could happen. It could. I'm, I'm holding, holding out hope. Holding out hope. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about one? I don't. I've said my piece on Becky. I do. I, I'm, 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 I'm in on this ride with you. Let's, let's see where it goes. I'm excited for it. You know, we got a few, three weeks until Hell in a Cell, apparently. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting time. 
And then we got a few interesting lists coming up next week. Obviously, it's going to be a week after the fallout from SummerSlam. Week after we got all in that could get added to the list. A few great all in things. So a lot of a lot of fun things on the horizon here. This is good. Sure thing, pal. Yeah, sure, sure thing, pal. Everything's great. <laughs> um, yeah, that wraps it up for me, Kevin. If uh, people are to find you online after this and harass you about not respecting Becky Lynch enough, uh, where where are they supposed to find you and do that? I think it's because I respect Becky Lynch too much. Um, but you can find me at Kevin Gets Red, all platforms. Um, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's have a have a discussion or something. <laughs> Look at you getting all fancy, wanting to do the discussions. Uh, I probably won't. I'll just ignore it. <laughs> Rye block. Uh, 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 James, where can people find you on the internet? People can harass me at Jill Hartman. Just type it into the Google machine and then yell at me and then I'll rye block you. It's where, I send, <laughs> it's where I send a photo of Ryback, but with a Twitter logo over his head and it's blocked out and he's rye block. And you feed him blocks. And that's what he does. Hey man, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Are you? Are you, Kevin? I feel like no, that was no. sarcastic. Perfect. Not at all. Uh, as always, if you have any feedback, uh, Questions, comments, concerns, let us know. Always suck it. Or just suck it, I guess. That works as well. Uh, for Top 5, we will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 